I'm a doctor, a father, an American, an Indian. I've had conversations about life from every angle, and as I've navigated the South Asian experience, I share stories of people and their purpose, and what they're saying over and over again is, trust me, I know what I'm doing. I'm Abhay Dandekar, and on this episode of Trust Me, I Know What I'm Doing, join me for a conversation with Vaishali Patel, Desi culture and language teacher and the founder of SanskarTeaching.com. For so many of us in this complex and diverse diaspora, and particularly for communities that live outside of South Asia, consciously or not, we have deep links to language and culture. For me, aside from my name and the color of my skin, language has always been a foundation of my identity. Hearing a conversation or a song or a phrase in a South Asian language can evoke so many reactions, but for me, it channels comfort, curiosity, community, and a lot of pride. It was and is the main connective tissue to most of my relatives from every generation. And this connective tissue has even more infrastructure with the internet and social media. Exploring ways to harness this is a passion for Vaishali Patel, the founder of SamskarTeaching.com, who's been linking generations to language and culture for nearly 20 years. Vaishali came to San Diego, California from Baroda when she was just a teenager, and her experiences in an extended family as an Indian American inspired her to teach Gujarati and create terrific outreach and learning programs in so many other languages as well. Plus, her online Gamla Masi persona on TikTok and YouTube makes the journey a lot of fun. She's so passionate about sharing Desi culture, and we caught up recently to talk about her journey and how the pandemic has affected the learning and teaching experience. I, I feel like the pandemic has equalized um, everyone when it comes to how we learn, uh, particularly from a distance, and it's magnified that presence of of online learning. I'm so curious for someone who has been teaching for so long and in so many different ways, how has this all changed or affected your teaching? How has it perhaps made you an even better teacher? You know, so I'm going to give you a little bit of background on how I started Sunstar Teaching. Yeah. I used to drive, I live in San Diego and I used to drive to two hours to LA at our temple to take my kids there. And I taught there and I wanted them to learn Gujarati, which is the dialect that we speak. And it got super tiring. So right about, I want to say about seven or eight years ago, when Google Hangout was coming out, my son suggested, he's like, you know, why don't we just do this? We don't have to drive all the way. Right. And at that time, this was very new. And I thought like, well, you can't really learn a language online. You need to have a teacher in front of you. And that whole old idea I had, but I started doing this. And um, surprisingly, you know, over a period of time, this has actually become really good because it's convenient. You could be anywhere in the world. You know, they could be yeah. at a wedding. They could sneak out for a little bit or at a baseball game or practice yeah. or however it works out. Yeah. And the last year, particularly because of the pandemic and everybody being home, you know, for us, it's been great. We've had, um, we've got to add Gujarati, Hindi, Marathi, Punjabi, these different languages that um, now we're teaching at Sanskar Teaching. But my kids, when they were younger, they went to the Waldorf school systems. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Sure. 
And one of the things that they used to teach, well, the main philosophy is all about head, heart, and hands. And when I'm creating this curriculum, now I'm getting to utilize all those tools and little tricks that I had learned when my kids were at school at Waldorf. And so what I'm learning is that even though, like one of the homework series that we do, it's called Dada Dadi Homework. So this really works out well because some grandparents are not here. They're in India or wherever they are. And because of pandemic, a lot of kids were not able to see their grandparents for a long period of time, but they were still able to communicate with them and get to practice the language they were learning. And I liked that it pulled us out, well, particularly me, I shouldn't say us, but pulled me out of my comfort zone and made me think of other creative ways how I could bring this, you know, differently. Yeah. Well, and and did in that way, you know, for you in thinking about your own children's education and now having done this for, for many years, did you find that the students were that much better at it because everybody is doing this in every way? It wasn't just a unique thing that they were learning Gujarati or India or Punjabi or Marathi in this way. What, did it become an easier sort of dyad between the teacher and the student? You know, it did because before it was that regular school when uh, students went to their school, they were in person with the teacher. And now they were getting to do everything online. So it became a little bit easier. We actually were able to add a preschool class for our different levels that we do. So there is a class for ages three to five where we just do stories and songs and games. And, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun because... Kids actually can sit in front of a device for 20, 25 minutes. And the fun thing we have is our teachers gauge the energy. So if they feel like kids are falling asleep, then they'll have them do movement exercises. You know, we'll play Simon Says in whatever language that we're learning. You know, we call it Chaganke or Papu Bola or whatever we do. And they're moving things. They're listening. They're, you know, increasing their comprehension and their ability to follow instructions in the different languages that they're learning. So yeah, definitely. I think kids are more, all the students are more adept to, you know, this type of learning. Right. And let me ask you, um, do you have, uh, did you come to this aside from being sort of the osmotic teacher and going through your parent, <laughs> your, your children's um, education, but did, did you have a teaching background before you started any of this? No, I do not. I actually was a pre-med yeah. Just like most <laughs> Indian right. students in the 90s. But I got married and I was pregnant with my daughter. She was our honeymoon baby. And I really wanted to stay at home and raise my kids. Yeah. And it was one of those things that was divine timing that it worked out well. And then I was teaching folk dances because that's when I first came from India. I came, I grew up in India. I was 16 when I came here. And one of the ways that I've stayed in touch with my culture has been dance. Mm-hmm. And our Gujarati folk dances, Garba, and other things that we were doing for competitions. Once I got married and I had my kids, I started teaching it. But the, the experience of this sounds like it's been made you into sort of a, a master teacher because you've had to, in fact, um, steer and curate and, and make it into sort of an enterprise. And is this kind of thing, has it developed into a passion for you that, you know, wow, you, you were excited by it and, and this is kind of your calling? Most definitely. Most definitely. 
you know, initially when I started the program, I was I was too focused on making it really good and, you know, making it almost like, oh, I want somebody else to like it. Yeah. Over a period of time, it's become where would I put my children in the school? You know, mm-hmm. I want my students to really enjoy and, you know, make the learning more effective. And one of the reasons I'm able to do this is because my family is wholeheartedly behind me. So at dinner table, our conversations are, well, if it was a teen class, mom, what kind, you know, this is how teens learn. And so it's kind of nice. Or my husband will say, hey, you know, you should talk about this. This is a really important. So I love that it's become more of a, it's a group effort, yeah. you know, that everybody is pitching in and these new ideas and these new stories. And, you know, I don't know on social, on TikTok, I play this character called Kamra Masi, which is I've like, that. Yes. <laughs> it's a typical Guju Gujarati mom that I do. Yeah. And that also came to be from my conversations with my sister. So Basically, what you see is how I live my life. And I want to make sure that I'm able to share what, what's working for my family and for me with everybody else. And initially, yes, there was this idea of, um, am I qualified enough? I don't have a certification. You know, should I even be teaching? All of that was there. But being part of the Waldorf system has really taught me that, you know, the goal of a teacher is really to nurture a mind. Mm. And there are lots of different ways to do this. You know, just having a little piece of paper that says you're qualified now is yeah. not the only way. You mentioned that you you emigrated here from Baroda in, in Gujarat and when you were, you know, younger and 16 even, you know, comparing then and now, in some ways, this is elemental to many of the kids and even parents who are taking your class or putting their kids through this class. I mean, comparing then and now, do you did you think of yourself or even then did you think of yourself as sort of an Indian in America or now an American who happens to be from India? Does that matter in in that way? I think times have changed dramatically in in that short span of time, because when I first came here, first, I grew up in Vardodra in a school that was all Gujarati medium. So I didn't speak a word of English. I came here. I went to a predominantly Caucasian school in Anaheim. Yeah. So, you know, it was a big change at 16, especially. And for the longest period of time, I didn't want to have anything to do with being Desi or my Desiness. So I tried super hard to assimilate, you know, did the whole perm thing and the color context, everything I could at that time. And it's because the culture wasn't as diverse as it is now. And I mean, in in a small part, I do feel that in San Diego, in the community that I'm surrounded by, it is so open that I used to go to pick up my kids in a, in my Indian outfit. And I didn't feel a bit of a, you know, like this awkwardness. Whereas yeah. when I was 16, if my mom came to drop me off in a churidar, I would be like, no, 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 right. don't come to school right. like that. Just stay in the car, right? Exactly, exactly. And the amount of things that are, you know, available for younger children. When I came here, I had cousins who were younger. They didn't have any tools to kind of learn about, you know, their their heritage, their culture. It was mainly whatever was done at home. And whatever was done at home was more like when we questioned our parents, it was like, well, this is how we've been doing things. So don't question it, just do it. One of the things that I love sharing on our social media and our 
our school is that I go explore the traditions and rituals and I find out why we do certain things the way we do it. And so our classes aren't strictly about just language learning. It's about the lifestyle, right. you know, valuing the little things that we do around the house and understanding them so that you would want to pass it down to your kids rather than just saying, this is something we've been doing for years. I've asked others the same question. I'm just curious what you think about this, because there's a spectrum of of different thoughts on this, but is, is it important to preserve and understand those rituals or those samskaras, if you will, mm-hmm. or or is it just as important for them to evolve and for them to actually grow in a way that makes them in that way uniquely Indian American or uh, now uh, acculturated to what you know this this 2021 South Asian sure. American kind of looks like? Yeah. I think in order for, I think ultimate goal for any of us is to evolve. But in order to evolve, you first have to understand that where it comes from and why it is the way it is. And so what I like to do is find out, okay, so this is what we do. Why do we do it? And now how can we apply this to the same, keeping the values intact, but apply it to where we live in 2021 and not just the time, but the place, because a lot of things that apply to people living in India, not necessarily applies to those of us that live outside of India. And I, one of my goal is to kind of fill fill in the gap between generations because I speak fluent Gujarati. So when, um, for example, one of the there were, there have been several incidents that have been like the Black Lives Matter. So I did a Gujarati video to talk about certain things because these concepts are really hard for some of our parents and older yeah. generations, sure. and when they understand it. And it's the same thing on both ways, right? We are trying to understand them and they're trying to understand us. And, you know, I get to be in that place where I could kind of say, hey, listen, this is this is where we are. I, I'm reflecting on my own experience. You know, I'm a son of immigrants and uh, we grew up with my grandparents in the house speaking Marathi. And my wife's also Marathi. So we tried our best as, as much as possible so our kids could speak and and sort of get the same kind of you know value but we for the most part relied on our family and ourselves to do so and but but i'm curious about one thing and that is those who don't necessarily have family um, or connectivity you know those who don't live in in a place where there are a lot of indians i would imagine that at least finding the connectivity back to a, a platform that that you're helping to magnify and amplify here probably serves its its best service in that way. I mean, do you have um, some students or families or folks who are actually doing this where there isn't a community, there isn't a Gujarati community, there isn't a Hindi community, you know, that kind of thing? Not not only that, but also because as as we grow, there are a lot of students that are from mixed families. So one parent is Indian, one parent is not. And both of their cultures are important to each of them. And they want to make sure that their children learn this. And For example, our adult classes, because we have adult classes for those that are either in a relationship with, you know, somebody who's Gujarati, Marathi, Hindi, Punjabi. And once they've actually, you know, graduated from the classes, they've created their own little communities where they have their own clubhouse groups where, you know, so 
although they may not constantly be surrounded by the language, we are hoping and we're slowly creating this community, a platform where they can reach out to each other, find resources, you know, oh, here's a great new Gujarati movie that came out. You should all watch it, you know, things like that. Or here's a Garba event that's going to be happening in this town or where can we get together? Simple, small little things that, you know, we can keep them connected and yeah. yet, you know, be wherever they are. At a wedding, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? I, I love that analogy, right? I mean, you, you could be at a wedding, but you could also be learning Hindi. And <laughs> you like, could. Um, yes. You know, I, I'm all, I always come back to this question to some degree, and I'm not even sure what the answer actually is. But, you know, for many in our community, it, this answer means a lot of different things to, to everyone. But I'm curious what you think about this. You know, other than our appearance and, and our names, is language the central component of what makes us actually South Asian? no matter where we are. I mean, at, at some point it, it does, it must boil down to what else other than my own name and the way I look makes me Indian or South Asian or South Asian American. So I think to me, this is my limited understanding is that, you know, culture is definitely, so your appearance, yes, and your name, but also the way you live your life. And a lot of the ways that we live our life, that is our culture. And language is a big part of that. Mm -hmm. You know, I could be, how do you know that, you know, there's this TikTok trend going on, tell me you're Indian without telling me you're Indian, or <laughs> some things like that. So subtle changes that we take our shoes off before we enter our house. You know, to us, it's like a, you know, you don't think twice about it. You come in, you know, you see your grandparents, you normally greet them with in that little, even a lot of times I've noticed that the kids may, may not speak full on Gujarati, but their simple greeting is Jeshi Krishna or whatever it is. It's like default. It just comes out. And that's that language connection. And I think it is as many of us get older and wiser and we're seeking these deeper questions in life or deeper answers from all these questions, a lot of our literature, a lot of our wisdom that our grandparents have to pass down to us, you know, the, the, the real deep meaning of it only gets passed down in that language. Mm. You lose a lot in translation. For, my, for example, my kids have great grandparents and yeah. they want to sit down with them and have a chat with them. Oh, what was life like when you were little or, you mm -hmm. know, it's great grandparents, you know, so many of us, our grandparents have grown up, not grown up here, but they've been here long enough that they speak English, but their comfort zone is still in their native language. You know, they just yeah. feel at ease when they're talking about things in their language. It, to that degree, right, the idea of things getting lost in translation or not being able to necessarily connect with mm -hmm. other generations would, I, I'm, I'm curious if some would just simply argue that, well, that's okay. Because, you know, for instance, I have um, members of my own family who are not Indian. I have a brother-in-law who's Caucasian, who um, I love to death, and he speaks actually great Marathi, and um, he, he's able to understand. And is, is, there, is there some value in appreciating and celebrating that, even though the meaning or the actual nuance of that scott is to some degree going to be lost. And, and is there a risk of that, truthfully? Yeah, I mean, the, 
you know, the nuance and little things, subtle things, they are going to get lost. But for somebody to want to learn this language because they care enough, they're open enough. I think the point is it's not about perfection because you're never going to master it. It's always about learning as we go along. And, you know, as much as for me, it's always behind the intention. The intention is to master it. Yeah. Even if it's mastered or not, yes, there will be some things that are lost, but it's better than not having anything at all, right? You see what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And 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 I I'm actually I'm appreciative of that because I do feel like the intention, the um, capacity to both have this balance of appreciation for history and and reverence for language and culture. And at the same time, knowing that, you know, we, we don't live with that same nostalgia that's ca- happening all the time. And in fact, it's evolving in San Diego and in California and, and all across sure. the country. And for that matter, globally, it is the mission of what you do. How does that how does that matter to the community? Right. I mean, these are components of things that that used to happen in family households um, all the time and now happens virtually or on TikTok and yeah. um, you know, spread in that way. You know, so so how how does the mission matter to the community in 2021 and, and beyond? Right. So one of the things that I've seen in younger parents these days is so when I grew up in India, it was different. When I had my kids, it was different. Not a whole lot of parents were teaching their kids Gujarati, Hindi, Marathi for probably the same reason as I wanted to assimilate so badly. I didn't want to be, if I was at a little league game, I talked to my son in English just so that people knew I, I could fit in here. I know the language, right. you know, it wasn't, but it came to that point where my husband always spoke Gujarati to my kids. He wasn't worried about fitting in, but I had to adjust to that. And Now, as I see some of our students and parents go through this, my goal is that parents will know the value of our our language that doesn't matter where you are. My kids will always learn English when they're babies. You know, you're afraid. First, they go to preschool and they don't speak a word of English. It's okay. Yeah. Because this, I I want people to value this, that, you know, in in a sense to, to, to be more comfortable in your own skin. This is who I am. I speak Gujarati and I'll speak it at any event, wherever I am, where I know that the other person I'm talking to understands it. And the more, you know, I'm beginning to see this even in my extended family as people, when they're around me, they'll start talking in Gujarati because they, they know that I, I'm, Regardless of if they respond back in Gujarati or not, I'm going to continue talking to them until they start talking back. Well, and the the level of connection is just so different, right? I mean, the um, idea of greeting someone as saying, you know, hi, Vaishali, how are you? Versus, you know, game show, Vaishali. There's a different kind of connection that that must occur um, with that in an era of Google Translate and, you know, really being able to just have uh, language knowledge and skills at, at your fingertips. Why do we need a community of language learners and, you know, building more people with enthusiasm and and interest in, in language in, in a way that doesn't just simply need, you know, answer to something like Google Translate. Right. So first, so Google Translate, when it comes to Gujarati, I'm not sure about Hindi, but when it comes to Gujarati, it is not accurate all the time. No, right. And it is, you know, 
It's one of the tools. It's a great tool in emergency. I guess you could survive if you really needed to. Yeah. However, our goal is not to let you just get passed by, you know, bare minimum Gujarati. It's more, you know, one of our um, adult students, um, she she is not in a relationship with a Gujarati person. She doesn't work for anybody who's Gujarati. She just wants to learn Gujarati. And that makes me so happy. And when your students and a lot of parents the kids are doing that. Parents are making an effort doing this. It goes beyond just learning the language because now you're learning, you know, the lifestyle, our value systems, our rituals, our simple things. You know, one of the teachers the other day said, um, the student asked that, why do we always say majamachu when somebody asks you, how are you in Gujarati? She said, because, you know, we choose in Gujarati, we just sing Majamachu because you choose that, you know, happy attitude or whatever it is. And then it clicked on the student's mind. It was a little boy and he's like, oh, I'm Gujarati. That means I say Majamachu. You know, it, yeah. it's that connection you make that I think in, in today's world, a lot of us are trying to find out where do I belong in mm. this big white world? Yeah. Knowing your language, your culture, your community, you know, it kind of gives you that sense from early on that this sure. is where I am. That, that's why I think it, it's important to create a sense of a community where you feel, don't feel embarrassed about speaking your language. You see the value, so you pass it down to your generation and create those, you know, deeper, lasting connections with your older family members. Yeah, the relationship development is something that's so valuable and obviously not something that you can make with Google Translate. That's no. for sure. <laughs> Definitely not. Have, have you had any kids or younger learners who have now developed enough Gujarati skills that they've surpassed their parents? I actually have several so because the parents one of the moms uh, she grew up in heart of texas and she didn't have other indians around her so whatever gujarati she learned was from her parents and never was reading or writing sure in a sense now when she gets wedding invitations as you know our indian wedding invitation yeah. invitations are sometimes an actual gujarati marathi or hindi yeah. so she actually calls her daughter over to read because she can't read Gujarati right. and she loves that. The little girl actually loves that, that, you know, yeah. mom calls her for help. So, right. Yeah. Well, no, that's great. And I mean, I, I, I'm relishing the day when that cycle will happen at some point where I'm sure a younger crowd of experts can now become mentors and teachers to just about anyone, right. Whether they're older, whether they're younger or not. And, and it doesn't make a difference. I mean, you know, soon we'll have many Devanagari experts out there, I'm sure, um, yes. who've, who've gone through the academics of this and, and really, um, you know, shared it. You know, so much of what you do is about building trust and, and really thinking about um, your own journey as uh, now building this wonderful enterprise, but also cultivating trust with the people you teach and, you know, with, with colleagues and families in the community out there. How does what you do actually not only develop trust, but how do you find trust in yourself as you continue to do it? So it it actually began with me trusting myself enough as we started this conversation that not having uh, any degrees or any qualification in teaching and trusting that, you know, believing my kids when they said, mom, you're good at this. You know, yeah. when you teach, I want to listen to you when you're talking, you know, so 
trusting that process. My best friend is um, my partner in this. And, you know, having somebody who's constantly pushing you and believing in you, it helps tremendously. And along the way, you know, I'm learning this idea that these students, these parents, these followers, they all put this trust in me and I owe it to them to be completely transparent. And that is part of the reason I have the Kamara Masi character because, you know, that for lack of better words, I say ghetto because her Gujarati is very gamari, very street, you know, Gujarati versus this proper. And that 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 difference kind of, you know, a lot of, a lot of people don't speak the language because they feel like it's not proper, yeah. you know, that it's rough. And, you know, so for me to try to make it, you know, visible for everybody that it doesn't matter. It's not about perfection at all. It's about embracing who you truly are and just going out there. And I've been blessed that I've found mentors and family members who truly believed in me that you know, they've had their trust in me that I could kind of earn everybody else's trust now. I am so grateful for all that you do. I'm sure there are communities of folks and, and of course, individuals and families that are grateful for it too. Vaishali, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. You can learn more about Vaishali at samskarteaching.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media at mygoodfriend. Trust Me, I Know What I'm Doing airs every Monday, Tuesday on Ruckus Avenue Radio and the Dash Radio app. And a big shout out to everyone learning languages out there. Don't give up. Just channel your inner Kamla Masi and have fun. Till next time, I'm Abhay Dandekar and Aujo. Because every story told is a lesson learned. Because every lesson learned is a story waiting to be told. I'm Abhay Dandekar, and I share stories about South Asian people and their purpose. And what they're saying over and over again is, trust me, I know what I'm doing. Hear it every Monday, Tuesday on Ruckus Avenue Radio or wherever you get your podcast. Hi, this is Vivek Tiwari, and you're listening to Life Force on Ruckus Avenue Radio.